Hi everyone, this is Psychic Medium Miss Sarah with the Psychic Medium School. I'm really excited today because we have a special guest today. Uh, you can see her already. This is Pamela Shook. Today we're going to talk about uh, dream interpretation for beginners. I know a lot of you have asked questions about your dreams and how they relate to uh, your clairs and different things and what this means. So that's what we're going to talk about today to kind of clarify all that for you guys. So, uh, Pamela, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I am really excited to be here. And um, I'm Pamela Shook, and my practice is Spirit Tribe Coaching. And I have dream interpretation is one of my very favorite subjects because it opens the intuition in a way that is available to absolutely everybody once you learn how. Um, so... I actually came to my own spiritual awakening through dreams, partially when I was like 13 years old. Uh, first, my grandmother, my great grandmother died and I walked past her coffin at the funeral and there were just these waves of light. And I'm like, OK, what's that? Didn't know what to do with that. So I just shut it down. And then a few months later, someone gave me a book called Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet. And he did a lot of past life work in the early 20th century. And I began having dreams, just very, very vivid dreams of being a slave in Alabama during the civil war. And just from there, um, began to really open up. I had been a nice little Southern Baptist girl who just really, you know, that was not on my radar at all. And uh, I, I saw that there was another way. So that's how my intuition began to open was through dreaming. And now I know how to control that and how to also teach other people how to do it. That's so awesome. It, yeah. just changed, it kind of turned your world upside down at that point. It truly did. I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. And back in the day, there were no metaphysical stores or, and of course, there was no Internet. And so I had you know, anything I could find in the library was like about the occult. And it was so <laughs> negative and scary. And, uh, you know tried playing with Ouija boards with my friends and we all scared the pants off ourselves and <laughs> just because uh -huh. we didn't know how to protect ourselves. We didn't know that, you know, you don't just invite anything in there. Um, so you don't want to just talk to anyone. <laughs> right. Right. I had the same experience. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us did. Yeah. And until like college and my freshman year in college, a friend of mine showed me her tarot deck and it was love at first sight. I was like, oh, I've got to have so much more of this. <laughs> so, uh, had no thought of ever being a professional reader, but I it was my hobby and it was definitely my, you know, my extracurricular major in college was reading for people and learning more about it. So um, then eventually I went on, I graduated a few years later, I became a hypnotherapist. And um, I also began reading through being an entertainer. I was an actor and a puppeteer. And I had a side gig with this company that got a gig doing um, psychic readings in underground Atlanta. And I was the only one that knew how to read tarot, really. And uh, it was really very safe place to begin because there was no expectation of accuracy. Yeah. But people would say, oh, my gosh, that's exactly, you know, how did you know that? How was and, and so I'm like, well, maybe I will do this. So yeah. Yeah, I sort of folded that into my hypnotherapy practice and. Long story short, um, I became a coach in the last few years. I retired from puppetry. My husband and I had a puppet company and I did tarot on the side and hypnotherapy. And once I retired, it, this became my full focus and I've folded my skills in Reiki. I'm also a Reiki master and hypnotherapy and tarot into a very efficient process of uh, coaching people. 
And then I took Sarah's Etsy course and uh, opened my Etsy shop a few months ago. So I'm, I'm really, it's cooking now. Yeah, I'm excited for you. You actually have a group, a Facebook group, and we were talking about that a little earlier um, between us. And so can you tell us what's the name of your Facebook group? Spirit Tribe Coaching. Okay. And what, what types of topics or what do you guys talk about in your Facebook group? Well, I'm getting ready to start a live series on Mondays called Monday Musings. And just going live for a few minutes, I'll pull a card for the day. And also what I'm finding right now is a lot of people are really looking for their purpose. A lot of people since the pandemic are going, I don't want to continue doing what I'm doing for work. I don't want to continue. You know, I, I want to feel like I've, I'm realizing my purpose. Yeah. And so it's talking about how to align your intuition um, with your life purpose, which is not always about work, but yeah. finding ways for your work to support your life purpose. Yeah. I think a lot of people, that's a really common misconception for people that they believe that their work and their life purpose, like how they earn an income and their life purpose have to be uh, one in the same. And you're right. It's not always one in the same. We're fortunate enough that it is, you know, but not everybody has, not everybody uh, conjoins those two things. So uh, now you have, I, so I'm looking because Pamela sent me like a little bit about her background and you've done a lot of different things. So you've basically like come full circle right back to uh, Tarot. And uh, I don't know how I have to ask you. So when people oh. pronounce this, because you know I pronounce it Tarot. So where does the pronunciation, is that how the original, um, when it was created, is that how it was originally pronounced? And am I pronouncing it wrong is what I'm asking you. I'm not Italian, so <laughs> exactly how they said. I think, you know, tomato, tomato, I hear tarot about as often as I hear tarot. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think. Oh, I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every once yeah. in a while I'll say something and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm right about that. Uh, so you talked a lot. We're going to kind of talk about, we're going to talk about dream interpretation, but yeah. one of the things that, uh, you wanted to talk about uh, like getting into that was manifestation. So how what did you experience or how did you start to get into manifestation? Oh, that was a long winding path. I think I really got serious about it when I studied to be an alchemical hypnotherapist because I began to see just in practice sessions that we were doing that somebody would clear issues that they had with say a parent or a sibling they hadn't spoken with in ages. And within 24 hours, sometimes that person would call them that they hadn't spoken to in years and were estranged from. And I began to really sit up and take seriously the fact that what we put out there comes back to us, is communicated and comes back to us. Um, and really, you know, I had sort of toyed around with it before that. But I think it's really important to keep our channel clear. And that's not, I think that gets misinterpreted a lot as you have to think positive all the time and be bubbly and cheery and all of that stuff. And I mean, we're human. We have a life. I think we have to be all of who we are and, you know, that, but you don't want to, you want to be really careful about where you're really camping out you know, yeah. with emotions. It's sort of like if you need to pitch a tent for a night, that's one thing. Don't build a condo, you know, yeah. don't move in and, and stay there unless it's what you really want. So, so you do a lot with past life contracts and those types I of things. Do. And if you guys remember, there's actually um, somewhere in the group, if you look up Pamela's name, if you search it, there should be the video that she did about past life contracts for the uh, uh, Spellbinding Spring Summit. And so that's in there uh, somewhere. We sh I should tag it up to the top and, and so people can see it so they uh, can check that out if they want to. So we did that 
oh, was it, I think it was May we did that. Yeah. yeah so uh, now when we talk about, you kind of talked about how you realized uh, your past, one of your past lives. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is the connection with dreaming in our past lives? Do you think that's, that's probably a more common thing than people would think that they're having dreams about past life experiences? It definitely can be. Yeah. And uh, just to touch on past life contracts briefly for people who didn't see that, that uh, video, then a lot of times we make decisions in a past life. It can be a literal contract, like a marriage contract or a job contract, or um, sometimes, you know, it's a vow like being a nun or a priest or whatever, and you take a vow of poverty and then in future lifetimes, you can't understand why you have bunny issues. So yeah. um, that we, we carry these things over or sometimes it's just, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to, you know, go near water again or whatever. And it, it may manifest as a phobia. It can manifest as a repeating pattern in some area of our lives. Um, and with dreams, how do I connect that with dreams? I would say that you can, uh, it's one avenue that, you know, that is a possibility because most of our dreams are messages from spirit about our lives right now, but it, it can be past life. It can be uh, predictive as well, or you may be astral traveling. So, Learning to so, kind of know the difference between those is is part so of how people. Can you explain astral travel? Like I've researched this after I heard the term, but can you explain astral traveling to us? Yeah, it's not something that I've done uh, consciously or that I'm aware of having done. So my knowledge comes from you know from what I've seen around me. Um, I have a friend who calls it, does it extensively, and she calls it working at night. And she she just goes and travels um, to other places, but also to other dimensions as well. And in her experience, she is working in those dimensions to help bring through healing on this planet. So there's it's a wide topic. There's a lot of ways to do it. And... I am not seeing you right now. Are are you still here, Sarah? Okay. I'm not seeing you. I'm seeing me. So I'm not sure if we're still live or not. So I'm just going to keep talking <laughs> until I hear something else. So um, again, dreams are your intuition talking to you in code. And what excites me the most about dream interpretation is it is accessible to everyone. So people constantly feel that they are not intuitive, that they don't have a grasp on this, or they second guess their intuition. And we dream, all of us, or they don't remember their dreams, but we all dream like four or five times a night. Seriously, four or five times a night, you go into REM sleep and you you have a dream. And what happens during the day, your subconscious mind uh, and your higher self gather information and images to use and then feeds them back to you in these little stories that we call dreams. So it may be that we feel like, oh, well, you know, I was watching this show on TV and that's why I had this dream because it was similar to that show or it had the star of that show in it. No, it's a message for you. It's just that your subconscious mind grasped onto that and said, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So it's a very creative process. Um, and we there are a lot of dream interpretation books that have symbols that are universal symbols, but they really only take you so far. In addition to those symbols, you have your own dream language. Everybody does. Your own personal symbolism. And so you find what you can 
about your personal symbolism and then it feeds into the larger picture of what the dream means. Um, okay, it's saying I'm still alive. So we're going to keep going here, like I said, until I, I hear otherwise. So when you're asleep at night, one reason that it's easier for your subconscious to talk to you, to your for your guides and your higher self to communicate with you is because the veil is much thinner when you're asleep. It's like uh, for our guides to talk to us, they have to really come down into the third dimension as much as they can. So they have to lower their vibration a lot. And we have to raise our vibration in order to be able to meet them. So it's a lot easier for them to do that when we're asleep. And the second reason is that when we're asleep, we're not resistant. We accept the what's coming in. You know, we really have been taught in this culture to suppress our intuition. In a lot of cultures, indigenous cultures around the world, people might get up in the morning and sit around and have breakfast together. And the family would all tell each other their dreams and help each other interpret them. And that's how they would start their day. So you would be taught intuitive development, just like you would be taught to tie your shoes, or I guess now I've all, it's more Velcro, but you know how to ride a bike, say, just something everybody would learn. And so some people might be more talented at it than others. Well, they definitely are more talented at it than others, but it's a skill that anybody can learn with practice. So it's just a very, very rich vein to open your communication with your guides. And when people say it's like, you know, I try and try to talk to my guides and I don't get anywhere. It's like, this is not, can, you know, you kind of go like this. They're there. They love you. They are trying. Um, and dream interpretation is a great way to raise your vibration so that you can continue to communicate with them. Um, and as far as resistance goes, it, we second guess our intuition all the time and that cuts it off. So we may get hits, we may get messages, whether we're clairvoyant or clairaudient or, you know, clairsentient, whether it's just a, a lot of times just a gut feeling. We just know something. We know somebody's lying. We have a first impression when we meet somebody and, um, you know, maybe we're just like, oh, this is not somebody I want to know. Or this job is great. It pays a whole lot of money, but I just don't have a good feeling about taking it. And then we talk ourselves out of it, right? Because logically, you really want that amount of money and they want you and it's close to home. Or, you know, we, we let our logic talk us out of that. Um, we don't do that when we're asleep. We're just, it can just come right on in. So it's a great way to bypass the inner critic. So um, <laughs> I'm just looking at the question Sarah was going to ask me. So again, um, let's, it's, it's a way to just powerfully reawaken your in intuition. And I'll talk about universal versus uh, personal symbols. One of the symbols that I have, this is not a dream symbol I have, but when I'm reading for people, sometimes I'll see a suitcase. And that always means somebody's going to move or somebody's going to leave. So it may be a moving out. Um, it may be that person's going to move. It may mean that if it's a career reading, then it might mean that um, the boss they're so worried about is going to move on. And, you know, I've, I've seen it come true a whole bunch of different times. Um, somebody the other day in the Claire's group talked about a dream they had with a turtle and was asking for help from the group on that. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about that symbol. Somebody attached a wonderful article to that that had 
all these different meanings that the turtle could possibly have from different cultures. Um, and so how do you know which one to pick? You know, if you're going by by dream interpretation books or, or websites, how do you know which of those 12 meanings is your turtle in your dream? Well, it's about a lot how it feels. So if the, what is the turtle doing? How is it acting? And most importantly, how did you feel about how the turtle was acting? Right? So say you have a dream where a turtle, a little turtle crawls into your hand and the turtle walks out of its shell and just curls up and goes to sleep. Well, and it's like a very, and you felt very loving and very tender towards this little turtle. Well, I would interpret that probably as the turtle. It, you don't need the defenses. You can let go of your armor because you're not always every character in a dream, but you almost always are. So that's one thing. If I'm the turtle and I crawl out of my shell in in somebody's hand and I go to sleep, what does that mean? Um, I would say it's safe to be vulnerable. It's safe to let go of your armor. If you have a dream where you're a turtle crossing a road or you see a turtle crossing the road and there's a car coming at it and the turtle can't move fast enough not to be run over by the car, completely different dream, right? Uh, completely different emotion and feeling that that turtle is about to get hit. It's like, you know, um, get off the railroad tracks. The train is coming kind of, there's probably something in your life that's coming and you're not, you know, you need to avoid it and you're not taking the steps that you need to avoid it. So third example might be Godzilla. You know, there's this huge turtle that's uh, about to eat New York city. That's completely different too. Right. So what is that turtle doing in that dream? What are the events and how do you feel about it? So that's just um, an example. And we were always also going to talk about um, it, repetitive dreams. When you have a dream over and over, maybe over a course of years, what that means. And I recently resolved a, a dream like that. Um, I had a dream ever since, I think as long as I can remember, since high school for sure, where I'm late to class. I'm either very late to class to take a test that I haven't studied for. This is a really common dream. Some of you have probably had it. Um, and unfortunately, I can't see your comments. So I'm just going to assume that there are people who have also had this this same dream. Or maybe I'm even showing up for a class where I never took the class. I haven't ever even been to the class, but suddenly now it's the final exam and I decide to show up. So I'm sweating bullets. I'm really nervous. And that's usually, you know, all there is to that dream. So to me, um, it's about kind of imposter syndrome. Either there's something I'm trying that's new and I feel like maybe I'm not good enough. I'm not ready. Um, I, I don't have the information that I need to, but I've got to go on and do it right now and just fake my way through it. Um, or I'm being thrown into a situation like that. But a few months ago, I was so excited because I had a dream that resolved this dream series, and I don't think I'm ever going to have to have it again, which was I went, I was in college and I was searching through the hallway for a class that I had realized suddenly, actually, I'd been to the class. I had been to the class two or three times at the beginning of the semester and then gotten bored and quit going to class. And uh, it was time for the final. And 
I went to, um, I showed up and the t professor who was a professor I had and really hated in college. And she's like, nope, you did not hand in all your projects and you haven't taken all the other tests. So, you know, there's, I can't allow you to take the final. And it was the last class before I graduated. I had to have this class. So I, um, I left the class and I came back and I'm like, okay, I actually did this project I was supposed to hand in at the beginning of the semester, but I never handed it in. And um, so I got my project and I went back to her and I said, can you accept this now? And obviously, if I can pass the final, I would have been able to pass all the tests up to now. And so she she capitulated that um, somehow or another, I would be able to take the final late and I would graduate with my class. So what that says to me is, you know, when I'm in a situation like that, take a step back, assess what I do know and what I do have and, you know, put it out there and just go from there. So, um, that's that it's really important, obviously, with repetitive dreams to have your own personal dream language going. So what else were Sarah and I going to talk about? I wish I could ask for comments. Um, I do better just kind of feeding off somebody else. So dream recall was definitely something to talk about because a lot of people do not remember their dreams. And I don't remember my dreams unless I am uh, prompted in some way to do that. I have to work at it. I think at this point, my intuition is so active and I'm getting messages from my guides pretty consistently. So I am um, really, I, I don't need the dream channel as much as I once did. So only when I'm stuck will I really work on programming a dream. But I work on it by, there's a journaling process that I do. It's just like a, a very quick journaling process that I do at bedtime and creating protection around me. And um, there are oils and herbs and, and candles that you can use as well. And I'll... I'll um, I teach people how to work with a lot of those. So I heard my phone ping and it's in the other room and I'm guessing it is Sarah. So since it's saying we're still alive, I'm going to take you with me into the other room. We're walking down my hallway now. Oh, it's very dark in here. Okay. So let's see. And I hear Sarah. Okay. I don't hear her, but I see a message from her. So I'm coming back in here. <laughs> she says she can't get back on. Okay. And I lost the other one. So um, we're going to do this. It's going to be okay. So we, it's, it's just us chickens, huh? Okay. Not okay. Well, um, I will just go ahead and, cover what we were going to cover then. <laughs> Improvisation. So what was I talking about? Dream recall. Um, there's a journaling process. You can use essential oils. You can use herbs. Um, I'll talk just a little bit about that. And then I'll talk about how you can work with me if you want to with dreaming and is this, no, this is not Sarah. <laughs> I just have to laugh. All this, all this uh, online stuff is just so random sometimes, isn't it? All right. So protection, first of all, when you're working on recalling dreams, you want to protect your dream space. Uh, just like you would protect yourself any way that you needed to in order to, um, when you're calling in guides, 
when you're working. You know, you want to ground, you want to shield yourself. And my favorite way to shield, talking about the turtle shell again, um, is I imagine a bubble of light. And here comes Sarah. No, that's not Sarah. Um, Peggy is watching this and she says, do you want me to send you comments via Facebook Messenger? That is very kind. Unfortunately, we are on uh, StreamYard. So I don't, I don't know how to do that. It, we're not on Facebook Live. If you want to text me a question or a comment, uh, Peggy, you can. So um, focusing, protecting your dream space. Just imagine a bubble of light and it's permeable. So it, your energy field goes out several feet beyond your body. And we think that our soul is in our body, but it isn't. Our body is in us. Our body is in this huge energy field that, that we have. And it can be close to our body sometimes. It can be extend 12 feet out at times in every single direction. So you imagine extending that energy field and around the edges of it is a clear bubble. Um, and it, like a bubble, it's kind of permeable, but it doesn't pop. So anything that is of the highest, purest, clearest vibration will stream on through and come in just like sunlight into that bubble. But anything that is of a lower, denser, negative vibration will just bounce off. It's like the bubble just sends it back out to be repolarized. So that is a form of protection that doesn't block any of the good. It's not like an armor, you know, it's not like a breastplate. It's just this much more relaxed, but very efficient and effective way to shield yourself. And I do that at night before I go to sleep so that I'm not inviting just any, any, you know, messages, not just any spirits into my um, dream world. And it gives me a nice, healthy, cozy feeling before I fall asleep as well. So you do want to, whether you're waking, uh, whether you're doing readings or whether you're calling on your guides or meditating or whatever, you always want to have protection because as someone put it to me once, there are, you know, there's just as much crazy on the other side as there is on this side. And there are a lot of unemployed astral entities that would just love to be your guide. So <laughs> basically it's the same thing as you wouldn't just walk down the street and, you know, ask random strangers uh, the meaning of life or something or take, invite them into your house. It's just like, Hey, you want to come to my house? How about you? Um, you know, you, you don't do that. You would have some filters up about who you invite into your world. And it's the same thing with dreaming. So you've got your, you've got your dream space protected. And then you ask specifically for what you want, you know, um, to start with, maybe just ask for a very clear, easy to understand dream. And, you know, just even if you get one symbol, even if you get one thing, then begin to take that seriously. Um, so we've talked about some of this and I can't read my own handwriting here. <laughs> so journaling um, I'm going to have several cheat sheets up in the next few days on in my Etsy shop. Right now I have one up that's herbs for dreams and intuition. And it's just a quick, um, it's just $1.50. 
and the entire shop is on sale for 15 cents now. So it's whatever, I mean, 15, no, 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 15% off. Um, so <laughs> Peggy says, I'm doing great. Sarah says, I can't get back on. Um, so anyway, when you, when you go to my Etsy shop, look for herbs for dreams and intuition. It's a dollar fifty minus fifteen percent at this point, so it's very affordable and it's downloadable. I have just a, a list of herbs on there, how you can use them, and also uh, what they have been used for traditionally in different cultures. So most of them can be put you know, in, in form in a candle that you're working with. Um, a lot of them can be used as a tea that you would drink at bedtime. And I'll just talk about one that's associated with sleep a lot is lavender. So you've probably heard of lavender in a tea or in essential oil as being a very relaxing herb. So a lot of people will burn um, or diffuse lavender or a lavender candle at bedtime to help relax them. But what people don't know as much is that lavender also really deepens your sleep. So it's not just that it's relaxing you and it's good for insomnia for that reason. It really takes you to a deeper sleep state. And so you then have... Um, more REM sleep, which is when you're in the REM state is when you have your dreams. So it actually really invokes dreams as well. So there's about five or six other herbs on there. And there's many more herbs that are maybe associated with dreaming, but I've picked ones that I really know about personally that I've used or um, I have, you know, personal experience with. So I, I really try to be able to stand behind whatever I'm putting out there. Um, so yeah, lavender as an essential oil or as a, a candle or as, um, as a tea is really useful. There are, most people know about the Native American dream catchers right? We see those everywhere, but there are also bundles of herbs that people used to hang over their bed that would serve the same purpose. And I talk about in my cheat sheet, which two or three herbs that you can, that are pretty common that you can bundle together. So some of these are very common that you probably already have in your house. And some of them are fairly obscure that you might need to order online. Um, I'm also going to put up a, a cheat sheet for essential oils in the next few days and one for stones to sleep with as well to help promote dreams and dream interpretation. And I am, okay, we talked a little bit earlier about manifestation through dreams. I am in the process now of putting together an online course. But in the meantime, if you want to know more about your dreams, if you would like to work with me on any of this, this is what you do. You can get my cheat sheets in my Etsy shop, which is Spirit Tribe Coaching. So um, if you go to Etsy and type in Spirit Tribe Coaching, um, Sarah's going to put up a link at, at when she can get back on, I'm sure, or in the group, we'll, we'll do that. And I also offered two kinds of dream interpretation work one-on-one -on -one right now until my course is up. Um, one is I offer dream interpretation by email. And this is me, um, you know, you, you write your dream out to me you tell me how you felt about it. And it's like, you know, I think it might be this if you have a hit on it and you want to share that with me. And then within 24 hours, I come back and I do a reading on that. And 
uh, send you back the interpretation. Now that is me being able to bypass the personal dream language through using Tarot. So it's not teaching you how to do it, but it's that what in the heck did that dream mean? And you want a quick answer. Then uh, the dream interpretation reading is great for that. And I will also always in any reading I do for you, I'm very practical minded. So I, I really feel like all of this stuff is all of this ethereal stuff is wonderful and fascinating and fun to play with. But if we don't know how to use it in our everyday life, then it's, it's not, you know, serving the purpose that it's intended to serve. So I'm a Scorpio, so I can go as deep into the woo as you want to. And at the same time, I have five planets on Earth. So I'm always always going to say this is how it applies to your life. And these are steps that you can take if you want to change this or if you want to take advantage of this positive energy. These are ways that you can do that. The other way is through dream coaching. And so I have that listed separately on my Etsy shop and dream coaching is one-on-one. We get on zoom and I interview you uh, about your dream. And together we come up with uh, your personal dream symbols and start to work with manifesting your dreams So that's a deeper dive and and it's really a lot of, it's fascinating and fun. Um, So those are three things you can do. The cheat sheets, the email dream interpretation reading and dream coaching one-on-one, which is also intuitive coaching because I'm definitely going to always say that's your personal symbol. So, you know, when that starts coming through your Claire's, you know what that's going to mean. And I'm going to talk just a little bit about the course that I'm going to teach. And I am going to focus, it's going to be called Fall Into Dreaming, and it's going to be next fall that it comes out. So it's going to involve dream recall of at least three ways, three tools you can use to recall your dreams. Dream journaling for the best effect. Psychic protection, which I've talked a little bit about putting up your energy field at night. Um, But I'm going to go a lot deeper into psychic protection. And um, that involves, too, working, you know, if you have nightmares or night terrors, being able to work with that. And then we're going to talk about program your personal dream symbols. You're going to start building a dictionary like a glossary of all your dream symbols. And then we're going to talk about how you program dreams when we get into manifestation, not, you know, when you're stuck on something in your life, being able to go, okay, I I want to have a dream about this. I want my guides to help me by manifesting, you know, by coming up with a dream about this. So there's a process that you program yourself at bedtime to create a specific type of dream. And I also go into how you can use Tarot with that um, as a companion to it. And then working with creative blocks. So say you're a writer or there's some kind of project that you're, you've just been dying to get out. But what happens is you're just stuck mentally. So you can program your uh, dreaming self to manifest a dream about that, about what the subject should be, where you need to go for help, if it's something that you're you're going to need help doing, and how to manifest um, manifest something through dreaming as well. So if you know what you're going for, say you want to, you're looking to buy a new house, and being able, how do you use your dreams? How do you use this rich, vivid track of dreaming to manifest um, what you're trying to create? And so we'll go then in writing intention letters 
and uh, also creating an altar for what you're trying to to do with your dreams. So I, like I said, I am all about practical applications. And uh, I'm going to start in my Facebook group Monday with doing lives that will be Monday musings. And if you join the Facebook group, which is also called Spirit Tribe Coaching, um, then you can you can suggest things that you would like to see on the lives. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll pull a card for the topic at the beginning and talk about that. And then we'll talk about some aspect of intuition and life purpose and dreaming will definitely be in there. So um, I'm trying to think, Oh yes, my website, um, www.pamelashook.com is my hypnotherapy website. I need to update it and get all of my other stuff in there, but um, it's it's right now mostly a really good explanation of the hypnotherapy and to a certain extent, the Reiki. Um, if you want to work with me as a spiritual coach, then um, I use, again, Reiki as well to really help manifest and clear blocks, um, not to manifest blocks, but, you know, to help manifest clarity and to also clear blockages to your thinking while we're working through images. Um, and I work a lot with the chakras. I didn't talk about that today, but at this point we've been on for 45 minutes and I'm not sure how long Sarah intended this to run, but I think, um, I think that that's probably a pretty good example of what things you can do with dream work, according to uh, several different sources here. So thank you very much for listening to me ramble on. <laughs> I do better when someone's asking me questions and kind of refocus. But uh, this was kind of fun to to improvise a bit with you and I look forward to seeing all of you around the group. I don't know if I'm still on or not. Did I? Um, okay. Somehow I lost that screen. So let's pull back. If I'm not on it, um, I'm going to go ahead and end. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, I am still on. Okay. Okay. Let's see if I can get this. All right. Um, leave studio. All right. So blessings, everyone. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>